Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya where your host the T3M and we're ho- we are hosting no bro let me let me redo that <laughs> bro you haven't you haven't introduced in a while that's why yeah bro I'm like wait, who the hell are we bro <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya, the Three Muslims podcast. Today we're joined with a very special guest, Aki, brother Faris Al Hamadi. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alaikum, assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good to, good to be here, guys, the four Muslims. <laughs> it's good to have you. It's good to have you. So, why don't you tell the viewers a little bit about yourself? You know, they might have seen you on TikTok or around. So why don't you give a brief introduction about yourself, Akhi? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, salatu wassalamu ala rasulullah, ala sahbihi wa man wala. Well, I, I started my, my journey uh, in Islam maybe more than 10 years ago. Uh, I wasn't really that into Islam. I was very ignorant about it. I was just Muslim by name, just like, you know, some, some people. And, um, and I was always fascinated and always curious about my religion and my identity as a Muslim. And so this really bothered me because what I was doing really contradicted with the way I was living was, was really contradictory with, with what I believed and what a Muslim is. I had a, you know, I had a vague idea. And so I started my journey reading and watching YouTube, YouTube, uh, YouTube videos of debates and things like that because that was entertaining. And so I started with that and slowly, slowly my, my love and appreciation and respect to my religion and my identity grew. Gradually, video after video, you know, reminder after reminder. Then I, I moved on to books. And from books, I moved on to Hilaq uh, al-Ilm, which is, of course, the circle of knowledge. You know, I, I go to, to mosques and I meet people and I meet sheikhs. And, and one thing led to another. And slowly, I started growing within these, these 10 years. And one day, my friend was like, you know, you, you speak really good English. Why, why don't you just start filming and, and talking about wh- whatever knowledge you collected throughout these, these 10 years or so? So I said, yeah, why not? I mean, why, why, why don't we ask our sheikhs? Because I had a couple of sheikhs and what we call the mentors, basically. So I said, well, what do you guys think? Well, should, I, should I do this? They're like, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a big gap in, in the Western or the English-speaking uh, community or da'wah. Uh, Dawa field. So why don't you do that? I said, all right, fine. So I started filming and it was it was awful. It was really bad. I got no likes. It was just me watching it and my friends. And just one day, because we, we had, it was new to me. And one day I casually just picked up the phone and said, blah, 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 really casually. And I cracked a joke and that spread everywhere. Um, it went viral. And from then on, here I am. <laughs> I'm I'm on TikTok and I'm on Instagram, just trying to share what knowledge I have. I'm not a sheikh, of course, but I'm just a brother who, whatever I've learned in these 10 years, whatever I've read and understood from our ulama, from our mashayikh, I just pass on uh, to the younger generation because I I say it in a a simple way, maybe, not in the classical ulama way and the sharia linguistics and the words that they use because that's too heavy, maybe, on, on the younger generation. And so I started doing that. Alhamdulillah, things are going well so far. Uh, so that's my story on in social media. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. It's a wonderful story, and uh, I feel like a lot of our viewers can relate to that. Um, and that being said, a lot of uh, 
episodes we've done so far have been on marriage. So we're going to continue that, inshallah, today. And that's what today's episode is going to be about. Uh, but before we go in, I have a simple question for you, or it might not be so simple. So when people come into Islam and they learn about Islamic marriages, it's easy to see it as something very measurable, right? There's, it's an agreement. It's a contract. There's rights and responsibilities. Uh, a lot of people in the West, namely Kofad, they also look at uh, long-term relationships. You know, a lot of them, the youth might not get married today uh, in non-Muslim sphere. They look at it as something, you know, equal and unconditional and it's like a partnership. So how would you look at this aspect? Would you look at it as something, you know, the former or like the latter? Right. Uh, first of all, I have to say this. I'm I'm married for also more than more than ten years now. I've got four kids. And marriage in Islam goes both ways. It is something that's romantic. It is something that it's built. It's the infrastructure of marriage in Islam is built on built on rahma, mercy, built on tolerance, built on love. Built on all these things. If you don't have that, you're not going to have a marriage. That's the first part. The second part is, is it's built on rules and responsibilities. It's built on something that's quantifiable. It's built, built on, on what are my roles as, as a husband and what are my roles as a wife. And you have to identify these things. And it's, just, it's not just going out for pizza or going out to the movies or whatever you guys want to want to call it or describe it in marriage it's not like what the movies are showing you and this is a very very dangerous and distorted image and concept of marriage people are so into these romantic uh, relationships when it comes to marriage and they forget the big part the big elephant in the room which is your responsibilities things that are measurable just like you mentioned what about the house what about the budget what about your work? What about your responsibilities at home? Who's going to clean up? Who's going to look after the kids? Who's going to pay the bills? These things are serious. If that doesn't work, you're going to hurt your love. You're going to hurt the infrastructure. You're going to hurt your tolerance with your wife. You're going to hurt your, your mercy with your wife, your wife or your husband, your, your partner, basically. So I think, I think it's, it's extreme. And we see this uh, in the life of the Prophet, والسلام. we see this in the Quran, we see this in the Sunnah, the Prophet ﷺ, when, 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 he, when the first revelation came to him, who did he run to? To his friends? To, to who? To, he went to Khadija, عنها, his wife. That's the first person you come to. So your wife is your friend. Your wife is your partner. Your wife is your lover. Your wife is everything to you. And your husband is also everything to you. You go back to them. That's the first person you got to think about whenever there's a problem, whenever there's a celebration, whenever there's a... Uh, confusion, whenever there is anything, you go to your wife because she's a part of you and you're a part of her. So I think it's both ways, really. Alhamdulillah. Okay, that's a that's a very fair answer. I know you have anything to say to what that. What if what if the man has four wives? Does he go to oh. each one? Wow, you you you're going strong at the beginning. <laughs> well, yeah, four I'm just wives. Curious. I'm just curious about it. If someone has four wives, what do you mean? It, with regards to the question that, that you just... Uh, mm -hmm. You... Mm -hmm. Like, if something were to go wrong, like, would, would they go to all four of them? And He goes... He... At, first of all, we got to know that the four wives, uh, they have their times. Yeah. Everybody have their time. So whatever time you're in, you know, the... 
you know, in Islam, if you have four wives, you got to equally divide your time with them. Mm. Because this time, Islam is built on justice and fairness. So if you got four wives, you got to equally divide your time uh, among them. And with that being said, if you're with wife number one, so something bad happens, you go to her. Or, or it's flexible. Maybe you speak to her and you say, listen, I got a problem and I need to see wife number two because she's kind of expert in whatever I'm having. So maybe I can go to her and, and then, uh, you know, like, why don't you uh, sacrifice your day for the second wife? So I can go to her now and then we can recompensate you with another way in, a, in another day, if you know what I mean. Uh, can't you mm. gather them all together? Well, you can do that. That's a good idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <I'm> <laughs> I have one wife, okay? So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just curious. Bro. That's all. <laughs> That's good. It's a good just question. Exactly. <laughs> It's, it's good to know that if if the circumstance does arise, we have the tools in our in our toolkit now. Subhanallah. Okay, well, next question. Um, so given that we talked about you know roles and responsibilities, but also rahmah, compassion, mercy, love, and all that, what are the roles and responsibilities of men and women in marriage? I see a lot of ridiculous TikToks, and we're not going to talk about any of the horror stories that we see from a lot of brothers and sisters. But this, you know, this, what are the roles and responsibilities? Clear cut of men and women, husband and wife, in an Islamic institutional marriage? All right. The first thing you need to understand when it comes to marriage is just like any company. Company means two people, okay? It's more than one person getting together. It's just the same concept of any company in the world, whether it's a government, whether it's a company, whether it's a team, whether it's, it's a nation, whether it's anything you can, you can think of, it's not a democracy. You got to have one captain. You got to have one person who, puts the, who, who, who decides he has the final say. Girls, I'm sorry. This is how it is. This is how it's going to work. Like it or not. Okay. It's not about being better or, or who's better. or who's, It's just it, Islam divided responsibilities. You can't have two captains in one ship. The ship's going to sink or it's going to crash. So you got to have, first of all, you got, well, forget, don't forget, don't forget. Islam, uh, marriage is built on compassion, built on love, built on tolerance, built on mercy. It's not the army. It's marriage. All right. So that's the first thing you need to know. It's not a democracy. It's not two rulers. It's not two Rabb al-Bayt. It's not uh, two decision makers. It's one decision maker. However, in Islam, it identifies clearly that there is a distinction between men and women. There's a distinction between husband and wife. And that's something that's very, very, very important today. Uh, today, they are trying to... The concept of individualism has been so blown out of proportion. And that's uh, it's been affected even like in, 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 in marriages. So they say a husband and wife, same thing. What do you mean same thing? I'll work. She works. Uh, you can sit at home and, and raise the kids for the man and she can go out and work um, or, or both or it, there are no roles and responsibilities. This is actually one of the main issues that a lot of people fall into. They don't know their roles and responsibilities when it comes to marriage. The first role and responsibilities that you need to understand when it comes to marriage. Allah Azza wa Jal yaqul fi surah al-Nisa, surah al-Nisa or surah al-Ma'idah, I can't remember. Okay, so 
Al-Qiwama is something that's very, very important that you need to understand. It's actually, it sets out a clear distinction between the, the roles and responsibilities of a husband and wife. The husband, it is an obligation on him. It is an obligation on him that he protects his wife and he provides her with shelter that's safe, whether it's in his family's home or outside. So that's number one. That's on the husband, not on the wife. Number two, he needs to protect her with her with his life. If any attacker, any harm, any kind of thing that 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 jeopardizes her life or his, or his children's life, the husband is the first person who comes and stands up and defends them. And inshallah, he's a shaheed. Because in another hadith, hadith the Prophet mentioned that if anybody dies defending his wife or his family, his honor, then he is a shaheed, inshallah. طيب. That's the first thing. The second thing is what? Al-Qiwama in that ayah means that the husband spends on her financially. So you got to work, man. You got to work and you got to earn some money, enough money to afford your living and her living and your family's living if you're planning on having kids. That's on you. Allah said you got to do it. Not her, not shared. You got to do it. What if she's a millionaire? She's... I don't know. She's just a millionaire. She's really good. She has her own business. and She's a millionaire. Do you need to spend on her? Uh, spend on her? The answer is yes. You got to spend on her. Well, what can she do with her money? That's none of your. That's none of your business. That's none of your. It's her money. Your obligation as a wife, uh, as a husband, is that you support her financially. Your obligation as a husband is that you even give her nasiha and you support her emotionally, you support her in any kind of way that she needs. And of course, the support is mutual. But financially, it's on the husband. That's number two. Number three, the guy's working hard. The guy's supporting you. The guy's defending you with his life. The guy's giving you nasiha in deen and everything like that. You got to obey him. You got to obey him. Obey him in what? Get outside, uh, take off your hijab, and let's go to a club. No. You don't obey disobedience. You don't obey violation in Islam. So, woman, what you got to do is your role is that you obey your husband, you protect his home, you protect whatever home he's provided for you, you protect that. You protect his money, if he's spending it on you, if he's spending it on the house, you got to do that. And that you obey him بالمعروف. That's, that These are the main things. If you guys do that, a husband and wife, you guys do that, you're going to be well off. And, and you need to know these roles and responsibilities. And to apply these roles and responsibilities, you need to put between you, the husband and the wife, you need to put here in between you guys, the governance of this is Quran and Sunnah, is religion. Because I can't, if, if something happens, if a disagreement happens, what do I say? Is it my idea? Is it my opinion or your opinion? It's what happens in the Quran. It's, it's what Allah dictated to us. It's what, the, 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 the sharia dictated to us. If you apply that, the more you apply it, the happier you're going to be. That's how it is. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. That was such a simple and clear-cut answer. Like, you, you go on Islam QA, sometimes you go on all these websites, you go on all these YouTubers, and this they, they pand around the truth. Sometimes they want to say what's what, what needs to be said, but they don't want to say it. But I'm, I'm glad that you gave both sides to it. You gave the nuances. You gave the, the shades of gray. It's not so black and white. Right? It's not like, oh, a woman just has to obey her husband. Uh, but it's a woman does have to obey her husband until it becomes something haram. 
And it's not just yeah. a man is, you know, providing, therefore he can, yeah, but you know, there's also responsibility. He's not just the captain because he's the captain. He has that responsibility. He's, he's held liable. He's responsible. He's held yeah, accountable. Yeah. He's held to that standard by Allah, first and foremost. So uh, if both of y'all don't have any questions, I'm going to ask the next one, inshallah. I have one thing to add. Yeah. What if the, what if the husband doesn't provide what he was supposed to provide? Then don't mm. obey him. Don't obey him. You have neglected your roles. You don't deserve to be. I don't. You don't deserve my obedience. You don't deserve that I listen to you. Mm -hmm. So, husband, like you said, it's a great responsibility, and that's why you know, I don't understand people. I think they're crazy. People who want to have more than one wife. Like, are you crazy? You want to have all these responsibilities on your head, just because of your sexual desires? I don't think it's. I don't think it's worth it. And if you want, maybe we can elaborate on on. Polyg polygyny is it polygyny, polygyny. Or polygyny? we're gonna we're gonna definitely yeah. if we do a part two it's, it's all gonna be on polygyny and your thoughts oh, okay <laughs> oh no bro what's on your mind i was i was gonna say man isn't it crazy that like this is so simple this is something that men and women should both understand intuitively but in the times that we live in it just it takes us so far away from this you know, before I was Muslim, I used to watch movies. I used to, you know, be in these relationships and have all the media, social media, all this stuff just bombarding me, telling me, like, what a relationship is. And and then I had people giving me Nasiya advice. They didn't know any better. So it was like they were giving me some, like, altered form of what it was. And then it's like I had no idea what I was doing. I, I was like, oh, well, let me adhere to this. Let me try to do this. But then when I stripped it all away, becoming Muslim, like, I'll be honest, I haven't really done much in terms of trying to figure out, like, okay, what is the marriage aspect? What is the role of the, the man and the woman? It, it just, it, it kind of just intuitively understand it. And then what you were saying is, well, if a guy stops to provide, then the woman doesn't need to fulfill her role, right? Because he's not fulfilling his role. But it's like, just... Think about it. If, if in a relationship, if the man stops providing, the woman will naturally go to this state where she is not fulfilling her role. She's not respecting him. She's not, uh, I'm not going to say submitting because a lot of women don't like that word. But um, she's not, she's not being feminine to him. Yeah. She, she yeah, can't yeah. like, she, you, she can't ease up because the man is not allowing her to ease up because he's not doing his part. You know what I'm saying? Like it, It's just crazy how the dynamics work so naturally and they're so ingrained into our fitra. That's that's very true. That's deep, man. Yeah, I, absolutely. And and I've read a, a lot of psychological uh, studies about this, uh, that a woman is very attractive to a responsible man, a man that has responsibilities and achievements. And that's why, subhanAllah, you want... You watch these, uh, you, you see that a lot. Women, they get attracted to rich men, men with big cars. It's Maybe it's the money, but deep down inside, she's looking at him. This guy is successful, and he's responsible, and he can provide these two things that, I, that, that a woman in, intrinsically is looking for, a shelter, protection, security, and she's looking for 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 uh, for somebody to spend on her, 
It's not haram. It's not aib. This is not bad. This is what we, we are created. This is how we're created. This is a natural thing. And a man is looking for a woman. And he's one of the main things that he's looking for. And sorry to say this, but one of the main things is, is, is sexual needs. A woman also has sexual needs, but a man is, is, is much, much higher. And that's why you see a, a man is more attracted to these looks. A beautiful woman. A woman that is sexually attractive. Worldwide, I'm not talking about what's halal and haram. Of course, you need to lower your gaze, of course. But it's, it's the truth. And a woman, when she looks at a man, she's not going to usually find. Sometimes she'll say he's good looking and all that. But in the end, it's how successful, how responsible you are, how confident you are, how manly you are, you know? And that's what attracts the woman. And just like you said, just adding up on, on what you said, Brother Angel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. Because as men, like, we have so much things that we have to fulfill. But it's like, again, that's it's natural, it's intuitive. And if we just strip everything away and we do what we got to do, you know, if, if we follow the guidelines that have been set by us, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's very simple. It's very simple. And it, it's um, very easy to keep a woman in her feminine. It's very easy to keep a woman, you know, basically being a woman. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, let's not, yeah. let's not forget, a lot of people, when, when we say these things, they quickly forget the love, compassion, and mercy between these two. It's not the army. This is based all this obedience, all these words that are now they're like, oh, did he just did he say that I need to obey this guy? No, yeah, so what? But he loves you and you love him. And you we, we have this beautiful relationship, this romantic relationship together. And then comes the obedience and the, the financial support and all that stuff. Mm. And is is like you said. Or it's like you have to have, you, you gotta have Allah first. You gotta have the Quran and Sunnah first. Like it has to be the model because, like this woman, this example that you gave, where she's like, "Oh, I have to, I have to submit, I have to obey my husband." Like, well, why would you be thinking that way? The reason you'd be thinking that way is because of something that you were, something that was instilled upon you, maybe through social media, maybe through your friends. Maybe through the school system, your parents, or something like that. Absolutely, you're right. Hundred percent, bro. Because, because, because men naturally, you know, a, a creator, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, made no mistake. Our fitra, when it's intact, when it's uncorrupted, men are naturally men, and women are naturally women. Right? But today, you see a lot of, uh, you know, different stuff. But before we get into that, this this is a perfect segue into the next question. What are some of the main issues you see with men? Uh, you know, being husbands in a marriage and with women being wives in a marriage. A good example of this would be, let's say, a man is not providing like you already said, but what would some other ones be? All right. So one of, one of the things like you, we, we just talked about, the responsibilities. You're not providing responsibility. This is a clear violation. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a formula or you're calling for, for trouble and maybe even divorce and not a, not a successful marriage. Another thing is, is is you, you got to understand the woman, bro. Guys, you got to understand what a woman is. Woman is not a man. Yeah, she's human, but she's different. So different. Like, a lot of people, they treat women like guys. 
and it's 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 calling for trouble. I mean, yeah, she looks different, but inside she's also different. I don't know this. Uh, her brain works differently. Uh, sorry, she has this time of the month that she gets really aggressive. She gets really sensitive. She gets a, a woman is more hearing. You tell her things. It changes her. A woman needs to hear that you love her. She needs to she needs to hear you that you say, I love you. And she needs a listener. She needs somebody to listen to, uh, speak to. So you, you got to sit with her and you got to speak with her. And you got to tell her that you love you. She, you love her. Man is different. A man, you got, and girls, you got to understand a man. That's why, subhanAllah, this is very deep. Uh, there's a lot of like jokes on the internet. They say, if you want to make a man happy, make him a sandwich. That's that's very deep, or you you know the man's happiness is in his stomach. Yeah, that's true. It's true because man is is hissy. He feels he doesn't hear much. It's not about hearing. Man, if you tell him I love you from now till tomorrow, he doesn't care. He wants he wants something to be. He wants sex. He wants to put food, take care of the house. That's love. That's expressing love for him. That makes him happy. And that's true. That's psychologically true. That's what man is. And a woman is different. She wants someone to hold her, wants someone to speak to her. She wants some, she wants someone to 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 just tell her that I love you. And sometimes these men don't. I don't understand it to be honest. Buy her a flower. What does a flower do? I don't understand the concept of flowers because I'm a guy. I'm not supposed to understand what a flower is. Just buy a flower and give it to the woman. She'll understand it. She'll appreciate it. See what I'm trying to say, and by the way, I'm not I'm not perfect in this. I need I need a lot of development in this field the area too. What what needs to be done is that you must understand how a woman uh, interprets or how a woman it needs to be loved. And girls, you need to understand how a man needs to be loved. And this is something that's totally uh, lost nowadays. You don't speak much. You don't listen to her. You don't tell her that you love you, baby, habibti, honey. All these words are very, very effective. People don't do that anymore. People don't use that anymore. Today, subhanAllah, I don't know, in, in the Arab culture, they, whenever marriage is mentioned, this is very bad. Really, this is really bad. I don't like this, uh, this kind of attitude. In, the, in Arab culture, at least, when they talk about marriage, oh, oh, they always talk about something that's negative. Oh, my God, you want to you be trapped in a cage? Get married. You want to... And this is, this is because you haven't understood a woman. This is because you're complaining, maybe because you failed. You didn't understand your wife. And by the way, this understanding of, of, a, of what a wife is, what a woman is, and what a man is, it doesn't happen instantly. You have to mm -hmm. have sabr. You have to have patience, and you have to be observant, and you have to be mindful. So it's going to happen after marriage, maybe a little bit before marriage, and after marriage, and it's just going to keep on. Maybe after 10 years. Wallahi, I'm not exaggerating. After 10 years of marriage, me and my wife, we're still exploring and discovering new things about, about ourselves. It's crazy. Humans are very complex beings. You can't just expect that I'm living with this woman and, or this man. And yeah, I figured him out already. No. You got to be sober. You got to have patience. You got to... Patience is, is extremely important. A lot of people, because of one problem... That's it. No, that it's not going to work. No, Habibi. Mm. It's a lifetime commitment. Work hard. Fine, you're going to cry sometimes. You're not going to like a couple of things she does. The Prophet ﷺ said this. 
said, La yafruku mu'minun mu'mina. In kariha minha khuluq, rubiya minha akhar. He said, don't hate your wife. If you hate something from her, you like something else. So don't judge on one situation. Don't judge on one thing. But then the Prophet ﷺ, for the men, he's telling them, Treat them well. A curved rib. What does a curved rib mean? means you, your brain is like this. Her brain is like this. It's curved. It's different. Don't try to fix it. She's not a man. Treat mm. her as, as she is. So these things people don't understand. Our, our brothers, husbands, and even the wives, they don't understand these things. And so they, uh, women today, they try, some women, they try to express their love to their husbands. How? By saying, I love you, honey, sweetie, buying him some, some flowers. No, a man doesn't want that. <laughs> the, the, now you need to do that to her. And same as the as the husband. Husband, what is he, what is he gonna do? He talks to her about stuff like tangible stuff, things that are that are very tangible. No, I, you, that's how you need to be loved, not her. That's one thing. And another thing that's kind of sensitive, but your sexual relationship needs to be tip top. <laughs> this, guys and girls, you need to be educated on this. Really, you need to be a lot of people. I have a lot of friends in court and they tell me about a lot of divorces happen because of because of the sexual relationship. Either it's extreme. One man wants a lot of stuff or stuff that are impermissible or it's very low as in dead. So hmm. problems happen. Sex. Uh, intimacy creates a lot of feelings and emotions. You have to understand this. And it's not something, it's natural, but you, a woman is a very complex, mysterious being. So you got to be very much, just what I said before, you got to be very mindful. You got to be very observant uh, when, you, when you're intimate with your wife. And you have to fulfill her desires, just like you fulfill yours. And this is an obligation you have to fulfill her desire just like as you, you fulfill yours. And you have to satisfy each other. The Prophet ﷺ in a hadith, um, it's a bit da'if, but it's, it, it can be used or benefited from. Uh, the Prophet ﷺ said, لا يقع المرء الرجل على امرأته كالبهيمة. Don't be intimate like you're, you're, a, you're, a, you're an animal. You know, see how animals, animals do it. They don't warm up, excuse my language. <laughs> So he said, Rasul. Rasul is a messenger. What does a messenger mean? In our modern way, warm up. Start, start. Are you guys married, by the way? No? Sorry yeah. about that. Sorry, but this is for the benefit of the Ummah. I think Rami is, is definitely on the way he's engaged. Anhel is, is on the way, I believe. Right? Okay, that's good. So what I'm trying to say is, is sexual education is very good in a halal way. I'm not trying to tell you to watch some crazy stuff. But I'm telling you, explore, understand it, you and your wife. Don't be shy. Talk about it. What do you like? What do I like? What's going on? What don't you dislike? Things like that. And know that in, in, in your sexual relationship, the Prophet ﷺ made it very clear what's haram and what's halal. And I don't want to get into detail, but 
الدبر حرام كبيره من كبائر الذنوب الدبر means from behind that's number one that we don't do فيها لعن فيها كيرس it's a big 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 major sin second thing if she's in her uh, in her time period Hmm. No, no intimacy. Anything but the intimacy, the, the touching of the two organs, private parts. Hmm. And nufasa. Nufasa is when she gives birth. That period we call it nufasa. I don't know what they call it in English. Uh, women and men, I think they know what I'm talking about. Uh, so these are the teeth. Postnatal, postnatal bleeding. Is what yeah, that's the one. Word. I think it's like 40 days or so. So yeah. these, are, these are the times that it's prohibited to... And I have to be clear on this because it can get a little confusing. You have to understand these things because these things will create problems. Well, like a mm. lot of a lot of men, they have they have this uh, in, you know they have this wrong uh, uh, idea about 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 intimacy. They can do whatever they want, and they start maybe trying to do it from behind or so, mm. and it reaches a woman would you know it'll create problems and then it'll reach to a divorce. So you'll have to understand. Other than that, it's permissible. Everything's I just permissible. Wanna, I just want to. I want to quickly clarify for a lot of the brothers that that might be a little confused on that. When when uh, Achifaris is saying uh, from behind, not the position, but the backside. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was gonna clarify, but I was like, oh, I know, no, I know, Fire is about to say something. A lot of a lot of guys, they they really need to be just given it in the yeah. most outer way possible, bro. Or they won't understand. But anyway, you're right. You're right. There's another common issue I see. Which is tabarraj, which is women, you know, externally seeking validation overly, right? They're they're posting a lot. They, you know, Instagram. We see this. Where do you think this stems from? You know, because we live in a society where, you know, anytime you know, likes, validation, dopamine hits. I'm not talking about the basic, you know, but I'm. I mean, do you see a lot of the time it's linked from something that's missing in her life or with her husband? Absolutely, and I've noticed this, by the way, guys. I've seen this at work, first of all. I noticed that women, working women, when they stay up, stay up late, I'm not saying it's, that's the only answer, but it's an indicator that she has problems at home. She's running away. She's escaping. That's one thing. It can be that. Another thing is she's not getting enough attention from her husband. Maybe talking, relationships, so, you know, social life. Or maybe even personal intimate life. Mm. So she's trying to seek attention from someone, from anyone. So she gets on the, the, the phone and she starts filming and showing her beauties and doing this. Hey, guys, look at me. I want confirmation. I want approval from someone because this guy is not giving me any attention. He's mm. not giving me approval. He's not making me feel like a woman. I need somebody to make me feel like a woman. So she's exploring. And this is what happens. And that's a problem. She's fixing a problem with a problem. Hmm. But they need to sit down and, and really discuss this. She needs to express that, listen, I need some attention. I need this. I need that. Um, and, and, and they need to fix it. So this is one of the reasons. The other, other reason is that, yani, subhanAllah, the relationship with Allah is not there. So sinning is very easy on men and women. Hatta men. Men on TikTok. They're on TikTok. They're on all these these social media, TikTok or social or Instagram or whatever, any social media. I don't mean anyone in specific, but I'm just talking generally. They're on social media and and they start looking at things that are that will make that will belittle her, her his wife. Yeah, and he, sorry, but if you're seeing haram 
You're seeing half-naked women. You're seeing women with filters all the time, all the time. What do you expect? You're going to look at your woman like, oh, my God, is that Shrek? But because, because, Habibi, you filled your eyes with all this fake stuff. No, be natural. Go back to your nature. This is your wife. This is your, your beautiful wife. Appreciate her. Stop looking somewhere else. Why does he do that? Again, because she's not giving him the attention. Maybe she's not being intimate with him. Maybe she's not being lo looking good for him. And guys, mm -hmm. after marriage, it's not, uh, they think like after marriage, like getting fat and ugly is okay. No. It's the opposite. Bro, you are with your wife. Respect her. Look good for her. And you also look good for him. After you give birth, inshallah, and God blesses you with, with a son or a daughter, go hit the gym. Do some squats. Look at your diet. Look good for him. He deserves it. Because if you don't, look at the world. Everybody's tempting everyone. Mm. It's crazy. So protect your husband. And you protect her. Allah Azza wa Jal, what did he, when he explained, when he said about husband and wife, what is he? He said, Sekenun lakum. Sekenun, yani you, you are, second means independency, means somewhere that you go seek refuge to, a shelter, mm. a place where it's, it protects you and spreads that sakina, calms you down. If you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to calm me down. You're going to drive me away from you. You're not second in Lee. You're, uh, you're something that I'm trying to avoid from life. Mm. So guys and girls, you need to understand this. Not because you have, you have obligations or responsibilities at home or you got a lot of work or you got children. You gotta, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, you're gonna not take care or forget yourself. No, take care of yourself. Women, dye your hair, go to the gym, uh, wear some nice clothes. Men too. If you're bold or something, just, I don't know, shave it and, and hit the gym. You too and, and drive you know, dress up and look good for her. Look good for her. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Alhamdulillah. When you were saying like, you know, when men are sinning, they're seeing stuff they shouldn't. This reminds me of something that Brother Gabriel sent me the other day. It says, uh, Fudayl ibn Iyad, rahimallah, he was a scholar of Islam. He used to say, if I disobey Allah, I reckon its effects in the behavior of my wife and the camel I ride. Subhanallah. 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 from the Salaf. Salaf. Mm -hmm. So, the, the, what they say, we... Today we appreciate and we understand. Mm. Fixes today's problems. And this disobedience to Allah, it could be exactly what you're saying. Seeing stuff you're not seeing, um, you know, doing stuff you're not doing, even in private because Allah is always watching. And, you know, it, you know, from my life, personally speaking, I really did see the effects manifest itself in things, you know, relationships with others, with spouse, uh, you know, in the camel you ride, you know, we don't have camels, but it's, it's just in dunya things, you know, little circumstantial things. It's very relevant and very powerful, subhanAllah. But before we go on, Rami, what's on your mind, bro? Honestly, man, I'm just, I'm just listening, mashallah. I had a question before that I was going to ask. It kind of slipped my mind now, uh, but it was about preparation for marriage. So I don't know if we're at that stage yet or if we're just kind of like working up to that point. But that's usually the question everyone has. That's the question I have. Uh, you mm -hmm. talked about the roles, the responsibilities and everything. How do you know you're ready to fulfill those responsibilities? And let's say a man, he's doing, you know, all he can. Let's say he, he's out of school, he's working a job and that job is just not paying enough to provide for, you know, uh, him and his wife and his family uh, by himself. And because we live in a two income society, unfortunately, would a man like that just, you know, not get married because he can't provide or what would you say would be the best uh, case for that person? 
Or can I answer this or you want to keep it for later? This is a big question. Let's go in. Yeah, we got about 20-ish minutes left, so Bismillah. Okay. Okay. So you got four four sides to this to this to this dilemma, to this challenge. You got you got the guy. You need to be mentally, socially, psychologically, and financially prepared. And when I say financially, there's another stakeholder or partner in this, your family. They need to be in on this. If you are young, and I wallahi, wallahi, I think, ya akhi, in, Ahmed, in Imam Ahmed's time, he used to say, not Imam Ahmed, the Prophet, alayhi salatu wasalam, ya, ya ma'ashara al-shabab, man istata'a minkum al-ba'ata fali'atazawwaj. Guys, young guys, get married, get married. Yani, this, this didn't change. Young guys back then, what do you think will happen? They didn't have TikToks or social medias, all this tabarruj and all this, this fitan back then. And the Prophet used to say, get married. You need to get married. If you can, get married. How do you can? Financially, socially, psychologically, all that stuff. Baby, I'm, I'm financially married, uh, ready for marriage, but I don't have much money. I'm a bit struggling with money. Now comes the second partner, the second side or the other side of, of this, this equation or this square. Your family. I know a lot of guys, alhamdulillah, their family were well off. The guy support the, the father supported him. His brother supported him. Yaachi loan him, loan him. Get him get married. You, you you're you're protecting your your Muslim brother, your son, or your your brother from falling into major sins, zina. And God knows what happens after zina. You know, zina is a is a is not only one time thing. It becomes a it it just explodes into like a chain of sins. Don't even come close to it. The Prophet said, your hand does zina, your eye does zina, your nose does zina, your ear does zina, and all this is approved by your private part. So Islam is trying to just put you so far away from zina because it's just, it's, it will destroy the ummah. And you know, in the 80s, because of zina and the spread of zina, AIDS started spreading. So it's not only on yourself, but it's it will destroy everyone. Really, it's totally gradual. Anyways, the first thing is that, uh, the second thing is your family needs to support you financially. And uh, wallahi, that's something that's very sad. Today, families, they they cringe when they hear their young sons or daughters, they want to get married. Like, What's wrong? You're a little kid. No, Habibi. Once the guy says, I want to get married, take him seriously. That means he's going to... He's going to make a problem or else, please fix this. Like protect him from zina. Help him out. Alhamdulillah, some families, they're aware of this. And they, they support him and they start, you know, they look for a, a good uh, candidate for him or her. And they support him financially because financially, it's something important. Here. We, we got to face it. We got to admit to this. If you're not financially able, there's a lot of problems that's going to happen. That's number two. Number three, the daughter or the, the, the girl. Uh, you need to find someone that's that's... And that's well prepared. That's ready. And, uh, wallahi, today, I need, sorry to say, a lot of girls, yani, they are, mashallah, they're 20, even close to 30, but they act like they're 15. You, sorry, what, what's going on here? You, you need to you, not man up, woman up. <laughs> you need to woman up. You know, you're, you're a big girl. You're ready now. Uh, get married. Uh, so, so there's this side of the, of the, of the equation. It's the woman. You need to pick up a woman or even a partner, even the guy. You need to pick up a person that's that's compatible with you. And how do you find that's compatible? The Prophet ﷺ said something. He said, 
a wife or a, a woman is married for four things. He said, These are the four things that women or men look for. If she's beautiful, she got a lot of money. She, she's like from a very well-known family, so he wants some connections. Or for her deen, for her religion, for her piousness. And wallahu all the experiences in the world, people have tried beauty and it goes away. People have tried money and it's useless because one of your obligations is you need to spend on her. That's you're already violating. Okay, you don't look for women because of their money. People look for uh, tribalism and uh, she's uh, she's this daughter of uh, this guy and that guy in a big shot and that just doesn't work because they'll just make you a small person, an insignificant person, because they're so big and you're so small, and they're just going to treat you really badly. But the best thing is that it's because uh, when you pick a woman that is close to Allah, because she knows her rights. If she's close to Allah, she'll know her rights. And Habibi, that's not a problem if you want to pick a woman that's pious and beautiful. Why? That's good. Imam Ahmed even said that. He said, if you want to pick a woman, you want to pick a wife, I don't know why I keep saying pick. It's not, not the supermarket. If you want to look for a wife, uh, look for beauty and look for religion. If you accept her beauty, then go for her religion. So Adi, it's very good that you, that you look for a wife that's beautiful. So that's number three. Number four, the family of the daughter. Today, subhanAllah, I don't know, in Arab cultures, يعني, they, the, the, the dori or the mahar, we call it, or the wali, they don't support that this, this idea of marriage is very taboo to them. It's very extreme to them. It's very like weird. No, they, they'd rather have their daughters get a boyfriend rather than getting married. Mm. It's crazy. And then when a guy comes and he's, he's coming to your door and knocking respectfully and he's committed and he wants to, uh, to build a relationship with her in, in, a, in, a, in a halal way, you push him and you, you, you drive him off or you kick him off. What's wrong with it? What's wrong with your brain? Are you Muslim or what's going on here? So number four is it's extremely important. And when they ask for a maha, they exaggerate. Habibi, don't sell your your don't sell your daughter. She's not she's not up for sale. A dory is something or a maha is something that you it's a present given to the to the daughter. It's not a, a price tag. It's whatever I can give to the daughter as a gift. Hadiya. Why hadiya? Why Allah Azza wa said or the Prophet said, give them a dory. So, so they become, they become um, closer. That's, that's the beginning, the trigger of, of the relationship. I'm giving you a gift. Money is nice because money is always valuable in every time and every nation and everything. So when you give money, subhanAllah, she's happy. She can buy stuff. She can, she can enjoy it. And that's the, 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 the beginning of the relationship for, for, uh, for a husband and a wife. And one thing that's very, very important is that don't build a relationship before marriage. Don't try out. It's not a test drive, bro. This is a human being with feelings. And it's haram. And Allah will not bless your life if you're going to start with a haram. Already you're violating. Love comes after marriage. Or when it becomes serious, when it becomes halal, when it becomes you are at the nadra shari'iyah. When you go look at the the, the 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 daughter or the or the candidate or the wife and the husband, they look and they sit together and they speak with each other. Then slowly, slowly, this starts building up. I'm starting to feel for her. I'm starting to do this for her. And then there's the khutbah, the engagement. 
don't do this. And they have this, this weird con con misconception about arranged marriage. Arranged marriage, they, they, they think this is like a, a, what do you call, we call this kinder egg, surprise egg, here you go, that's your wife. Uh, no, it's not like that. We don't, this is actually un-Islamic. You got to go sit with your wife. You got to go sit with the candidate. You got to see her. You got to speak to her. Today, I see, I say that to, to the people. To, I advise them, go and sit and like interview the girl. And she needs to interview you. Speak. Don't just look at her. Okay, I like her. No, Habibi, sit down with her. What do you like? Where do you go out? What's your hobby? What have you read? All this stuff is fine. Sit with her, with her, with her wali or her mahram. Talk to her and, and, and tell her whatever you want to want to say. And after that, shwaya, shwaya, engagement. Engagement, she's not your wife. She's not your halal and he's not your halal yet. No. Sit down, meet her respectfully in an official kind of setting with her maybe wali. And sit down and speak to her. And she speaks to you. Get acquainted with each other. And then slowly, slowly, the marriage starts happening. And after that, you start building what I said at the beginning, the infrastructure. Love, compassion, mercy, tolerance, all that stuff. People today, what do they do? Because of because of modernism and all that crazy stuff we watch on Netflix and all that, I want to love. I can't I can't marry someone I can't love. What are you talking about, man? You've already violated. You love her now, then you then responsibility slaps you right across the face, and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. I thought it was just going out for movies and eating pizzas all all our life. <laughs> and that even that starts getting boring, man. Like, what are you going to do with your life? Really, it starts getting boring. You have to understand this, guys. Marriage goes into phases. It's not, it's not rainbows and apples like all your life. No. You're going to have fights. You're going to – sometimes you, you're just going to like – you need some time off. You go out with your friends. She goes out with her family or to her friends. And slowly things build up. It gets, it gets normal. It's not, it's not rainbows. Like I said at the beginning, the beginning is nice. That's why they call mm. it Shahr al-Asr, honeymoon. <laughs> it's the honeymoon, yeah. Inshallah, all your life is a honeymoon, but don't expect that the same feelings are gonna stay the same all your life. No, things will get will get routine kind of thing, you know. You're just gonna live with this person and things will change. So people need to be aware of that. Inshallah. And it's it's not it's not too difficult too. Like just just get married fast. The difference between halal and haram is is a mahar, two witnesses and a wali. That's it. Say that again, sorry, bro. I said the difference between halal and haram is two witnesses, a mahr, and a wali. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, why are you complicating things? Okay, I, okay, I'm gonna be your boyfriend, but there's just two guys that are gonna stand up there and I'm gonna give you a gift and your wali's gonna be there. And you're no. my girlfriend and I'm your boyfriend in halal. Wait. <laughs> 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 What's the issue? Hmm. But I'm telling you, people. People are worried about responsibilities. People are worried about commitment. And that's very disrespectful. Women, you need to wake up. If a guy loves you and he's res he respects you as a person, not as a sex object, then he needs to commit. Never fall for this, this trap. May Allah guide yani our brothers. And I know it's a fitna, Allah. But don't let the shaitan trick you. Not the guy. Don't let the shaitan trick you. Sorry, I, re I refrain from that. The shaitan tricks the guy and the girl. Get to know her. Blah, blah, blah. It's love. Don't worry. Things will happen. And then they'll start building a relationship just like, just like I said, and they don't want to commit. They're worried about commitment. And they do it in haram. They fall for it. They start doing things, and then they regret it. They regret it all their lives, man. And especially women. And you know women in society, especially 
in many societies, they don't have mercy on women. If she is, if she's a girl, if she's a girl who had relationships before, you know, her reputation, they're not gonna, they're not gonna tolerate that. People don't like that. And I'm not telling you that's right. It's haram on the girl and it's haram on the guy. But people are like that. You're living in a society. You have to, you have to understand how society works. So girls, mm. be careful. Don't fall for these things. It's going to affect you and guys, but girls more, I see it. That's the mm -hmm. situation. That's how it is. And society is ruthless. Society really doesn't care about us as much as we, you know, people want to think. We live in this matrix and everything's good and society has our best interests in mind. That's not really the way reality works. There's a bank in, in the, uh, the United States of America. I, I can't recall the, the bank. Someone can probably write in the description that they're, they're basically expecting that about 40 to 60 percent of women from the ages of 18. Sorry, not 40. I think it was something like 70 to 80 percent of women from uh, the ages of 18 to 40 will be single and motherless by 2030. So, and, and the, the reason they're, they're coming up with these studies is they're trying to get investors to see what market they should invest in. And they're going in, in the study on boxed wine and cat food. So ladies got to realize an entire market, an entire economy is being invested in, is being foresaw right now on just, just seeing where to invest the money based on you know, the marriage market. And that's the reality of the, the state of, of, you know, and obviously boxed wine, we don't participate in that as the kofar, but it just goes to show that, you know, this, this is the reality. This is the harsh truth, the bitter pill to swallow that it's not, you know, it's not getting easier. You know, we're, we're headed towards uh, ignorance. We, we came out of ignorance, but we're headed towards a time where, you know, the righteous are going to be strangers. So, you know, the time is now use this as uh, as your sign to get married if you were looking for a sign. And yeah, it's crazy. One more thing I just want to add. and I've noticed that a lot of people, they contact me. And a lot of, wallahi, wallahi, a lot of the contacts that I get is, is marriage problems. I, the sister is talking about, brother, could you, could you help me out with, with I, I'm looking to get married. Or, or a brother uh, contacts me, a sister or a brother contacts me. And they just like, they, they were like, we want to get married, but we don't know how to. Or we don't have a candidate. Or... And then they are they are forced to to go and go on these applications, uh, these uh, Muslim applications. I've I've honestly never been to it, but I don't hear good things about it. I don't even know their names, but they tell me these names. I don't want to mention them, but they tell me like we've gone to these Muslim applications. It's basically just calling for zina and haram. So I'm just trying to warn people. Don't listen if you're gonna if you're gonna look for a candidate, you're gonna look for a husband or wife. I think the best approach is that get connections with your connections at work, at university, a sister, you know, a brother, you know, maybe they have a relative, maybe they have a friend, maybe they have the And guys and girls, it's not haram to say I'm looking for a husband or a wife. Habibi, it's nature. It's natural. It's natural. Stop making, stop believing that society is making it taboo. Society is making it like, oh, what are you saying? What? You're looking for a husband? How, how cheap? Oh, really? But looking for a, for a girlfriend and, and boyfriend is something that's modern and accepted. But I'm looking for something that's halal, it's, it's cheap or it's degrading or something like that. So people need to get out of that. Okay, if you're going to look for someone, go and speak up. Even a woman, it's not a shame. You remove that taboo from society. So what I'm trying to say is, is get your connections. And why do I say connections? Your mom, your brother, your sister, you're at work, at university. Because then you can ask, who is this person? 
because you don't want to you don't want to get married to a serial killer because a lot of crazy people out there. So that's that's also a, a very important thing. So you need to have a connection where you can get information from this person. Who is he? What is he like? Mm-hmm. And that's very very important because you don't want to commit to a person that's just you know crazy. Yeah, and to add to that, bro, I say for all the men out there, work on yourself, you know, and get on your purpose and all that and get onto the Quran Sunnah. Because <clears throat> if you add that on top of what the brother here said, where it's like, you know, you also verbalize it and you tell people, like, look, I'm, I'm looking for a wife, inshallah. But then you're also doing your part. Or it's like you're, you're filling in all the gaps and you're letting Allah do the rest. And we had a guest a while back, uh, Ali Dawa. Uh, good brother, good brother, mashallah. And he had mentioned that, like, for him, when he was trying to get married, he was having all these issues, all these problems. And it wasn't until he realized, like, oh, there are some things that I have to get right with Allah, some things that I'm not doing right. And then when he fixed that, it's as if, like, this carpet was rolled out for him. SubhanAllah. And, and think about what we were talking about, the, um, was it Hadith? Or the thing about, like, oh, if you, if you aren't, like, doing everything properly with Allah, then you can notice it in your woman, in it's the a, camel. It's a, narr- it's a narration by a, a scholar of the deen. Yeah. MashaAllah, MashaAllah. So look at that, right? Before the man even gets into marriage, before he gets into marriage, this is already presenting itself to him. So if he can tackle that right now, if he can fill in the gaps, then he's he's essentially preparing himself for a proper marriage. You know, and I don't know, I just, it's it's cool because it's like everything just connects together here. Absolutely. It's, it's, It's just like the concept of building up your CV. Guys, build up your CV. Make it something that you're proud of. So when people ask about you, this good brother, I, I, I recommend him for you. And women will come running after you. And you also, sister, uh, build up your CV. Get close to Allah. Take care of yourself. Have that good reputation among the sisters, among the community. And people will come running after you for halal purposes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what a wonderful note to end it on. And uh, for our brothers and sisters, uh, mashallah, that are inspired by, you know, and are moved by what you said today and they want to follow more of your work, what platforms are you on? I'm on TikTok uh, and I'm on Instagram, inshallah. I'm very lightly on, but I share whatever video I share. I put it on YouTube sometimes. But TikTok on Instagram, these are the two most active uh, platforms. Inshallah, I'll just put the links in the description for, uh, you know, top of the description for anyone that wants to follow Brother Faris. Or if you don't want to follow, I highly recommend you follow him. And, uh, you know, your life might, uh, inshallah, be a little bit better by his reminders that I see every day on TikTok and on Instagram. All right, Rami, with that being said, bro, do your thing. With that being said, Allahumma atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina adab nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Habib.